Welcome to season two of Sadie's Divorced and Happy Podcast, where I talk about life after divorce with a playful, fresh, out-of-the-box perspective. Every episode includes burning questions, spicy conversations, and tips to happiness. Are you ready for an amazing act two? Then join me on today's episode. It's time to get your new beginning started. Here we are sharing another gorgeous Wednesday together, and I have a burning question for you. I've been waiting to ask you this question all week long. Are you ready? I want to know, are you a giver or a receiver? And I am not talking, I know you think I am, but I am not talking about that kind of giving or receiving. We can talk about that later. I am talking about in relationships. Being a giver in relationships means you you find joy in doing thoughtful things for your partner, for your friends. You're someone who's excited to show up in relationships. You're present. You always bring a lot of good energy to conversations, and you can easily take one for the team. You don't always need to have things go your way. That is what a giver is, in my opinion. I'd love to hear your opinion. Maybe you're even occasionally an overgiver. You're just so good at giving. You're an overgiver. And you've had relationships where you've gotten resentful because you just gave and gave and gave and you were not able to receive. So today will be a good episode for you because we're going to talk about how you can be a better receiver. Perhaps you're an amazing receiver and you're someone who's just so appreciative when others are generous to you. You can easily say thank you when someone compliments you on your fancy new pair of purple shoes or your great checkered tie. I don't know, that was very 70s reference, but you're someone who can take a compliment. You can easily let others help you out, say when you're in a jam or when they do offer to help, say fold your laundry. You don't need them to do it just like you. They can fold the towels however they want to. You're just so grateful and happy that they're willing to help you just receive their help. And I am personally ready to receive anyone's help when it comes to laundry. So you can just show up at my house anytime. Perhaps you're just such a good receiver that you in the past, in relationships in the past, you've forgotten to be a giver. That causes problems, doesn't it? So today's a good episode for you because it's going to help you learn how to be a better giver. I know we're all going to win today. It's exciting. Maybe you think about receiving and you get really anxious because it makes you uncomfortable. You, you maybe don't think you're worth it deep down, or you think, you think there's some type of string attached. If I receive this, they're going to expect something from me, or you just, you're just not used to it. Giving and receiving. They can make or break relationships. You and I know that. So it is a good thing that my guest, America's leading midlife dating coach, Jonathan Asley, is going to have this conversation with us today. Jonathan is so knowledgeable. So get out your pen and paper. He is going to dive right in with us today on masculine and feminine energy and what that's really all about and how both are connected to being a better giver and a better receiver. I know, spicy. Buckle up. Let's get this scrumptious conversation started with some burning questions. Burning questions. Let's turn up the heat for 60 seconds. Well, I am so excited to be with my guest, YouTube phenomenon, dating and relationship coach, Jonathan Asley. Oh, Jonathan, how is it in sunny California today? 
It is actually sunny today. We're blessed. It was free. It was raining a week ago. So now it's all sunny. We're excited. Well, it's uh, negative six here in Minnesota. So you enjoy that sunshine for all of us, please. But we're going to warm it up right now with these burning questions. Are you ready, Jonathan? Yes. Okay. 60 seconds is on the clock. And these questions have been tailored just for you. Here we go. What are you most enthusiastic about? Uh, Human behavior. uh, talking about human behavior. (laughs) What's your favorite mistake? When I lost all my money in the market crash of 2008. What makes you spicy? (laughs) What makes me spicy? (laughs) Sorry, this one stumped me. Uh, What makes me spicy? I, I think I'm just, because I'm passionate about what I do, I think that makes me spicy. Which of the Golden Girls did you have a crush on? Which is the one that slept around? (laughs) Rose, baby. We all love her. All right, finish the sentence. I give myself permission to? I give myself permission to love again. Are men really from Mars? No. What's your tip to happiness? Uh, Love yourself. Women really need to start? Um, Being intentional. Would you rather have a one-minute conversation with your past self or a one-minute conversation with your future self? Oh, future self. What movie have you seen at least five times? Uh, The list is long. Shawshank Redemption being one of them. Feminine energy is amazing because... Because it's a misconception. Do you prefer giving or receiving? I prefer both. (laughs) Well, we are going to talk today about what it means to be a giver... And a receiver, I mean, kind of juicy, right? So some of us are really good at giving and some of us are really good at receiving. I tend to be a giver, but I'm working on receiving. And I know that in a healthy relationship, the balance is key. But what inspired this theme today was when I was tipping on the YouTube and found you and listened to you giving a very passionate talk about how men are really attracted to masculine energy women. And I was like, "Mm, are they really? I don't know. So I watched it once. I watched it twice. And I loved how you told we masculine energy women that we are doing it wrong. So let's start there. How are we doing it wrong? And do men really find masculine energy women attractive? I mean, I think younger men do. Younger men like a boss lady. I have learned that, Jonathan, during my divorce. But since my divorce, I should say. That's why I like millennial men so much. But anyway. Well, I'm not so certain that I mean, is accurate, but I'm not going to discount what you just said. So the challenge with the whole masculine and feminine energy rhetoric, and I use the term rhetoric, is because oftentimes women are shamed for being in their masculine. And what I mean to say is, and by the way, men don't get into the conversation of masculine and feminine energy. It's mostly women that talk about this. And it's usually from the coaching perspective, women are told that when they're in their controlling behavior, when they're in their outcome behavior, when they're in their doing, they are in their masculine. And so certain what has been told is that when they're in their work mode, that they're in this doing mode and they tend to do the same thing when they're out on a date. So what happens is that they're in their controlling and their outcome oriented energy, and they're being told to stop being in that energy to be in receptive energy. Okay. Which is the feminine, so to speak. Which is the feminine. Okay. Okay, That's the understanding. Okay. So now let's take this Take this notion that masculine energy is controlling, outcome-oriented, dismissive, curt, all these things. What so what they're saying? 
It's sensitive. So what they're saying is masculine energy within a man is, see, they're not saying this. What they like is all the juicy parts of the, the terminology of masculine energy, that he's chivalrous and that he's, you know, he's, he's a gentleman on all these things. So isn't there kind of this interesting dichotomy? Masculine energy within a woman is bad. Right. But if it's in a man, oh, no, it's not the same thing. Okay, now hold that spot for a second. Now let's talk about feminine energy, receiving, okay, receiving. Okay, however, when feminine energy is described to a male, it's needy. Yes. It's whiny. It's complaining. He's in his feminine energy. So right off the bat, the terminology creates a divide. And that was my beef. Okay. Is the understanding of energy. So masculine is simply doing and feminine is receiving. That's all it is. Okay. Now here's the thing. If a woman's being told to just lean back in her feminine energy and receive, 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 because she's been in work mode all day, guess what? The man's been in work mode day all day too. So when a man is giving, 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 and a woman is just sitting back in her, her entitled energy, because that's really what the notion is, entitled energy, he loses interest because she's not an active participant. So Sadie, I want you to think of it like this. Okay. Okay. I'm leaning in. Okay. Leaning got in, my go. pen. Okay, got so, my paper. So should, <laughs> all right. I want you to think about a job interview and the man is interviewing the woman. Okay. All right. The person who is hiring is in control. So I want you to think about a job interview. So if you're just hoping to get the job, hoping to get the job, hoping to get the job, you're you know, this is in this, there's this dichotomy going on because, and by the way, if the woman's doing the same thing, nobody's actually getting to know each other because what I'm encouraging is intentionality, which I'm using as masculine energy. But what I'm really trying to encourage everyone is not to think of the dating process as the job interview, you're trying to get the job as his boyfriend, or he's trying to get the job as your girlfriend. I want everyone to start thinking of it like a partnership interview, a partnership interview. This is, by the way, I want you to think about two lawyers that get together and say, we want to be partners with one another. There's not a one up, one down dynamic here. It's on the same level. And that's what men and men are craving to some degree. Okay. Let me reframe that men who are emotionally healthy, craving Which you have said in partner. your videos is 20% of the population of men. Well, actually, well, because <laughs> which wasn't very encouraging to me, the, Jonathan. Yeah. Well, because roughly 60% of the human population is dysfunctional in their relationship skills. And this is true for women as well as men. And then the other 20% are, have clinical issues. They're narcissists, they're sociopaths, they're borderline, they're, they're uh, bipolar. And, and I'm not suggesting they can't be in relationship, but they often Oftentimes, if they haven't done any work, are very dysfunctional. So I'm here to say that while controlling men love feminine energy women because their job they want to control that person. And by the way, that woman for a short period of time might put up with it, but then if she really wants to stand in her power, right. she's going to have to stand into a different energy. And the problem, Sadie, is the rhetoric around energy. Because when we talk about energy and we say masculine, feminine, we're really saying male and female, and then we create divide among 
balance the sexes. Right. That's we, my we create that separation that you you're a woman, so you're this, and you're a man, exactly. So you're this. But uh, okay, so this is fantastic. But here's my By the question. Way, just to give you an example, really yeah, yeah. quickly. Go ahead, and then I have a question. I want to ask you. you a question. Yeah, ask me a question. Is when a woman is nurturing, is that masculine or feminine? I think it's loving to be nurturing. Loving. Okay. But it's actually doing energy. And it we is. Often it's an action. associate nurturing with feminine right. energy, but it's not. It's actually doing energy. Just to give you an example how the misconception is so, can I curse? Sure. Okay. It's so fucked up. <laughs> so when it comes to energy, not being a woman, not being a man, but when it comes to yeah. energy, so masculine energy that women do that men like is what? So, you know, I want to share a story to okay. give, illustrate this point. Okay. So I was on a first date some years ago and it was a, it was actually on Halloween was our first date. We got dressed up and we went to a dive bar. Love and, dive bars, big fan. And I, I went to this and I know the bartender there. So I bought our first round of drinks and it was time for our second round of drinks. And I forgot to get my credit card. So I was about to get my credit card and she says, I have the, I have this round. And I'm like, no, no, I've got it. And she goes, no, I have it. And I go, no, no, I got it. And she goes, I have it. Now, everyone would say to her, you're being in your masculine controlling energy, but here's what she did next. She put her hand on my arm and she said, Jonathan, I really appreciated that you treated our first round. Will you allow me to show my appreciation by treating you? And then she said, can you receive? And my chin dropped to the ground. I was floored. And in that moment, I said she could be a partner in my life because she is operating from a place of giving, doing, being a participant in this process. And Sadie, let me just share another part of this story. I posted this same exact story in a men's group that I belong to with 15,000 men and over a thousand responses on Facebook, and which is a lot. That is a lot. Here's, here's what the responses were. She's one of a kind. She's a keeper. She's a unicorn. Don't let her go. <laughs> or is she now, Jonathan? Like she so. had trust issues. And I'm oh. the worst person to date if you have trust issues because I work with women all day long. <laughs> well, but at least what a great example, though, of how to appreciate by doing. Like show appreciation exactly. by doing and then appreciation. show appreciation by receiving. I love that. It's- Appreciation is a doing energy. It's not a receiving energy. And men's men want to be accepted for who they are. They want to be appreciated for their, they want the affection, you know, affection is a doing energy to give a guy a hug is a doing energy to, you know, saying, Hey, you're worth it. I want to pay for this drink for you. That's doing energy. And men who are emotionally healthy, love that controlling men. No, they're going to, they're going to gaslight you. They're going to criticize you. They're going to put you down. And that's the problem with the narrative about the feminine energy coaching is all picks apart the negatives and then tries to interject this idea that all you have to sit back because the right guy is going to lean in. Here's the problem, Sadie. And you know, this in your ex in your area of expertise the vast majority of humans after going through a divorce are riddled with i'm not good enough i'm not lovable i'm not likable and this is true for men and women alike and what they're craving most is emotional safety with one another And emotional safety happens through intimacy. And I don't mean the penis inside the vagina intimacy. I'm talking about into me, you see, into me, you see. In other words, get to know who I am as a person. But Jonathan, I'm told I have to sit back in my feminine energy and let the man clean me. Yeah, 
You're sitting back waiting for a guy to claim you. Waiting by the to way, be picked, which is just so not me. Yeah. And by the way, you know, ultimately the idea is to pick each other. Yes, <laughs> cool. absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so that's my rant. That's my rhetoric. So would you say being consistent is a masculine trait? That's doing. So here's the problem. Again, if we put a label on it, we've already, we're, how about it's just, He's they're consistent because inconsistent would inconsistency be a feminine trait? I I I I am stumped. I I wouldn't think so. I would hope not. So just to, just to turn it around, if consistency is masculine, what then that's saying, and I'm not saying you're saying this. I'm 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 interpolating that inconsistency is feminine energy, and that's not true. That isn't true. So how do we maybe just get beyond the feminine? I mean, do we? Need you know to what get we need beyond? to get beyond? What do we need to get beyond? Is the fucking gender rhetoric the rhetoric around gender and i don't mean in the in the way hollywood is depicting gender i'm talking about there's a great book called if the buddha dated if the buddha dated and what the book is really about is take away the gender and get to the heart of a person if we can just take out the gender expectations expectations based on gender and actually say how can i get to know this at a heart levels heart centered way. I, I, I believe so we're going to have ideal and I would love that. But I I think society has uh, has so conditioned us to be Society once thought the earth was flat. It takes one person to say no that's not right and it takes another person to say no that's not right. So I'm here I'm the contrarian. My advice I love is that about contrary you. to public opinion and traditional expectations. My advice goes against the stupid book, The Rules, which taught women game playing techniques. Manipulation. For, for temporary gain. Temporary gain. And yes, temporarily manipulation does work. But long term, you know what's going to create better relationships? First off, healing childhood wounds and traumas. Number one, learning better communication skills. Most humans have terrible communication skills. And just because a woman can vomit her feelings, women have this propensity to totally vomit their feelings. So just because they vomit it, that means they're communicating. No, you're oftentimes you're communicating in a trauma loop basis and not actually being rational communication. I don't mean to disrespect women when I say this, I'm saying this as an observation that I see continually. So again, and by the way, men are stoic when it comes to communication. So healthy communication is an important skill that needs to be learned. And yet most people, men and women alike, don't invest in actually learning how to communicate. A bit like a book club, more delicious conversations that once made you blush. For someone and let's talk about all things sexy. Yes, the Red Room. Become a member at divorcedandhappy.net. Okay, so givers and receivers. So what <laughs> would be a tip today for the listener on how to lean into being maybe a more thoughtful giver? Well, the the example, by the way, the example I just gave you of the woman who treated for the round. Think yes, of what the word, example. think of what she did. She said, Jonathan, I want to show you my appreciation. So a couple things that she did, okay? Giver and receivers both. Is first, when you're communicating with someone, acknowledge what they said. 
acknowledge what they said. We oftentimes communication is, is usually they're ready to say what they want to say, and they're not actually listening to what you said. So acknowledge and validate what they said. And then number two, come from a place of curiosity, you know, come from a place of curiosity, because it's not about it, the giving and receiving as much as we have this title around this, to be a real whole person is to be aligned in both those areas. And if we're going to use the term masculine and feminine, that it's combined. But the problem is the rhetoric is, well, the man has to be 70% masculine and you have to be you know, 30% your masculine, 70% of your feminine for these ratios to work. And I'm like, who the fuck can figure out your energy <laughs> ratio? Do we have this meter? Do we have this? Is there an app for that, Jonathan? Yeah. Is there an app that I go, okay, well, this guy is 68% masculine. Oh, it's a mismatch because he's not enough. I need two more percent. I'm like, really? Like, this is the stupid dating rhetoric I hear. And I'm like, you know why? All it does is create more divide instead of actually understanding that most humans are hurting on the inside. Most humans are hurting on the inside. And rather than come at it from a place of expectation based on gender, how about we come from a place of compassion? Empathy. And here's the hard part, Sadie. Every time somebody has been hurt or wounded, they blame that gender more and more and more. And that blaming. If they're in that, un I think when you're in a healthier place, you don't do that as much. I think you can own well, your own Well, that requires that actually maybe, getting to a healthier I place. I agree. I agree. But I, I will say since my divorce and doing my internal work, I'm quicker to be like, oh, this is a pattern I'm repeating. What makes me keep repeating this? What am I really needing? How can I help myself right now versus seeking out that external gratification? Or how can I lean into friends who have been with me for 20 years of my life and are consistent in my life? Because you actually started to do what I talk about in my book called What the Heck is Self-Love Anyway, is you're leaning into your sovereignty, your self-worth, your self-esteem. Sadly, feel most- feel so much better doing that, I will just Isn't say. that great? So much but more powerful. Most, yeah. And most humans are suckling on the nipple of, I need you to love me so I can feel good about myself. That's so true. So that's where most. So I, okay, so I'm curious. So I, you know, I was raised by my dad's a, a minister. And so I was, you know, plus I'm, I'm, I am female. So I was raised in a culture that was be a good girl, give, do good things, focus on others, sacrifice your ha happiness for somebody else. That was my conditioning. Yeah. That's pretty deep, right? So for me to receive it, that's like, what? Like that just, sometimes I just, I don't know what to do with that or to say what I need. Jonathan, just in the last year, have I been able to tell a man I'm in a relationship with what I need? Whoa. So, you know, it's interesting. Do you remember when we, before we started this conversation, I, I complimented you. You did. So nice. And, and I feel and, like and, I received it. I feel like. No, I no. What I'm about to say is you actually receive that. Do you know, oftentimes when a woman is, or a man is complimented, we do, most humans actually are terrible at receiving. Okay. And a lot of times people give hoping to get True. And when they don't get what they want, they turn into martyrs. I gave and I gave and I gave Victims, and I gave. Yes, very much so, a victim energy. So really, the issue isn't masculine or feminine. The really deeper issue that's going on is most humans have a hard time receiving in general. Why is men that? and women? Because of the, how we've been you know conditioned why? to receive the, is is you know why it seems selfish. Selfish. It seems selfish. Okay. 
Hmm. Like, or, or you don't, or, or there's a lack of self-worth. So a lot, they like don't if deserve I said, it or you know, you're you a really beautiful mean woman. It. Okay. Oh, you, yeah. You know, you would deflect it, right? Because you may not believe it within yourself. So either it's, it's a, it's a belief of being selfish, like a lot. So that's why people are humble. So it, 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 it's the opposite of feel, thinking they're selfish or they don't have a lack of self-worth so they can't receive. And so when that woman said, can you receive what she was really saying to me is Jonathan, I want to show you my appreciation. Can you receive this? And men are thirsty for this, by the way, women are too. Women are too. So it's a, it's a, it's a everything need, I'm saying is right. It's, it's a human need human in need. general. Exactly. But I think sometimes we women forget that about men. So thank you for bringing that up. You're very welcome. Okay. So I, I have to get your, your thoughts on this. This is really helpful. So the listener and I want to know the listener and I, who identify as women, we want to know, I want to know, I know she wants to know, how do we encourage men to be more vulnerable with us or the term emotionally available. I think for a long time, I was one of those women that would complain how men are not emotionally available. But through my own healing, I learned that maybe I wasn't really as emotionally available and I was attracting what I was able to give. Right. Also, I, you know, I think I've learned to be more empathetic and and thoughtful about how men have been conditioned in this culture to to not show that part of them as easily as women. We've been given so much permission. What would be your suggestion for women who are feeling that frustration to help them work through that so that they can actually receive emotionally available men? Yeah, I love this question because, and I want to answer it, but I want to quickly say part of the challenge in the dating, mating, and relating rhetoric is that women have a propensity of giving their power away to men. They give their power away to men. So their, their relationship is on the man's terms. And if they mm. speak up they're you know, with a standard or boundary, they're afraid he's going to run away. You know, if the relationship ends, it's all about him, you know, and they stop doing their pre-relationship life. So women have have a propensity to give their power away to men. And then they, they're like scratching their head, like, yeah, but I chose a guy who only wants a relationship every other day of the week. And I want it, you know, three times a week kind of thing. So how do we shift the narrative? Yes. First off, if you want to get a man to emotionally open up, it starts by leading by example, leading by example. The problem is Women, as I said before, and I'm not suggesting all women that, but they have a propensity to vomit their feelings, vomit their emotions. And if you want to get a man to open up, it requires healthy communication skills. This is one of the reasons why I recommend everybody purchase the book, Nonviolent Communication by Marshall Rosenberg. Nonviolent Communication by Marshall Rosenberg. It should have been entitled Compassionate Communication. Because here's the thing, Sadie, men actually are thirsty for emotional intimacy. They need to feel safe with the person that they're with. And I don't mean physically safe. I mean, emotionally safe. And how he'll get there is when a woman leads with healthy examples. Give us an example. Okay. So an example might be, well, the perfect example is what she did. That woman who shared, she said, Jonathan, she started with not from a, a controlling place, I'm going to pay for it. She said, hey, Jonathan, it's I appreciate your efforts. Will you allow me to show you my appreciation? Right there was a perfect example of leading 
by example. So when it because comes it to emotional converse- intimacy, though, if you as a woman, you share something intimate, you share something appropriate. Well, OK, intimate. we'll talk about something vulnerable, authentic and transparent. Right. That's that's I call it the VAT, vulnerable, authentic and transparent. So something vulnerable might be, oh, here's a great example. Thank you for bringing that up. You know, Jonathan, I I want you to know that I've had some abandonment issues in my life and it's caused me to be a little bit afraid of love. And I just want you to know that about me. And yet I still want to lean into exploring a relationship with you. I just want you to get some backstory about where I was at. And I've done a lot of uh, internal work to heal that. And at the same time, I really feel like it's important that you know this. She literally led by example by saying that. Now, some people would say that's TMI. Some people will say men will use that against you. You know, here's the thing. I don't believe in divulging secrets to a stranger. Okay. Right. Appropriate disclosure. But to suggest that you have a fear of abandonment, by the way, almost everybody has a fear of abandonment. That's such a universal experience, right? Exactly. So that's a perfect example. And when here's the thing, when you do it enough with men, guess what? They start communicating that way too. I've noticed this. Yes. Wonderful. So that is actually, (laughs) that is actually being a giver in a way. You're giving that space to be vulnerable. You're leading by example. And then someone can receive that and give back. Exactly. So we call that masculine. If we're going to call giving masculine, she's giving and it actually makes a man want you more. Fascinating. Fascinating. Any uh, final words to the listener who really wants to have more of a fully human dating relationship? I think for those who are actively dating right now, I think I believe it's very critically important to pre-qualify your prospect. Vetting. Yes. And I call it vetting. So in my own personal coaching practice, my air. So what I used to be in the insurance business. Fascinating. And you're good at um, sales, Jonathan. I can see. Yeah, I was. So one of the things (laughs) to be a good salesperson was to vet your prospect. And I I learned if I asked better questions of my prospect, I could determine who were the buyers and who were the liars. Because the liars are people that are just using you to against their, I was in the insurance business. So they used me against their broker. Okay. Okay. So when I learned to ask better questions and the same in the dating realm, and by the way, I encourage really deep, important questions like, and by the way, for the women listeners here, here's an example of a great question to ask a guy. What are you looking for in a relationship? And what does commitment look like for you? What are you looking for? Now, there's a difference when I say the word looking for, because when someone says, they say, do you want a relationship? And the man says, yes. Well, their idea of relationship might be to see you, you know, every other week and twice on Thursday. Be really specific about what that looks like. Exactly. It's requiring a level of, of depth. And if a man cuts you off, you know, throws it around, gaslights you on that question, those two questions, that's a man who hasn't thought about what the heck does he really want? And most humans today are winging it, are winging it. They have no (laughs) effing clue of how to actually build a healthy, happy relationship with one another. And Sadie, the real challenge starts because most of the time we're meeting total strangers. We don't know who they are. You know, I want you to think back a hundred years ago, if you mated with someone, they were in your village, your town, your school, your work environment. They knew your family, their family knew your friends. There was this, there was this safety, emotional safety net 
that used to be in the past that doesn't exist anymore, which requires even more diligence. Because here's the thing. If you go on a date and it doesn't work out, no big deal. You go on another date, it doesn't work out. No big deal. You go on another date. After a while, you have enough experiences that don't work out. It wears on your heart. It does. And a significant percentage of men and women are bitter and jaded over the process. So I'm here to encourage, ask better questions. And if you, listener, have a question for Jonathan, you can ask it by, how can the listener find you? Oh, (laughs) well, you can go to my Instagram account to message me there. You can go to my YouTube channel to follow What is your Instagram account? Just your name? It's just my name, uh, whatever it is, you know, name. It's in the Um, show notes, listener. And then my YouTube channel, then my website, jonathanaslay.com. Well, I appreciate this conversation today. I'm excited to practice being a better giver and a better receiver and having more fully human relationships. So thank you so much, Jonathan. You're very welcome, Sadie. Thank you. Okay, that was such a spicy chat. I feel I feel like in a way that I got a workout. I feel, <laughs> I feel like I broke a sweat and I got a workout from that spicy conversation. Thank you, Jonathan, for your expertise, for your passion when it comes to relationships. I love it. I know this conversation brought a whole new outlook for me on how I want to think about masculine and feminine energy and how they're connected to giving and receiving. And now I want to know what your takeaways are. Are you ready to receive over there? Are you ready to receive all the happy things coming your way after divorce? I know, so delicious. Do you know what else is so delicious? I'm going to tell you. Having candid conversations about all things sexy and sensual, which is what I plan to do tonight with other women like you, if you identify as a woman, in the Red Room. That's right. Our first meeting is tonight, March 16th. And I want you, I want you to join us there. It's a space where you and other like-minded women, we get to color outside of the lines. You don't get to do that in many places, but the Red Room is the place for that. So give yourself, we talked about giving today, give yourself a treat and visit my website, divorcedandhappy.net and learn more about the Red Room experience and join us there tonight. I'm so excited. All this talk about masculine energy women and men who are amazing givers and coloring outside of the lines makes me feel especially happy, which makes it the perfect time to share a tip to happiness with you. Sadie's tips to happiness. I love talking about happiness. I talk about happiness in every episode of the podcast, and I decided that I wanted to give you more happy. So I have created Sadie's eight tips to happiness. To find that download, just visit my website, divorcedandhappy.net. It's on the homepage right in the center. You can download your eight tips to happiness today. Today's tip to happiness is I want you. It's a little outside of the box. I know it's going to be fun. I want you to give yourself a backyard getaway. I know, does that sound spicy? I mean, it's March, it's the season for spring break, and perhaps your budget doesn't allow you to take, you know, a magical trip to say Minnesota. We are the home of Prince after all, and he was very magical, but it does. Your budget does allow you to have a backyard getaway. Maybe you can treat yourself to, you know, a new comfy, cushy chair that you can put outside and read a book in, or you can buy a new set of twinkle lights because the others got broken last year, or you can get a new grill set. I know grilling, so delicious. Or perhaps 
Perhaps you can add some plants. I tend to kill plants, so I stay away from them, but I'm sure you keep your plants alive. So treat yourself to some new plants. I mean, there are just so many fun ideas on how you can have a backyard getaway. And you don't have to worry about anyone else's opinion on what to do in the backyard because you're divorced. You get to make your backyard look any way you want to. I know, talk about a happy time. And it'll be so easy to travel there. You can literally just walk outside your back door and there you are enjoying your backyard getaway. And if you love traveling, you're going to love next week's episode. I know, that's what we call a teaser. Today has been such a fun episode with you. Be sure to visit the show notes for all things Jonathan Asley. I also included in the show notes a link to give you more ideas on your backyard getaway. Be sure to have extra fun giving and receiving this week in all of the delicious ways that you can imagine. I will connect with you next Wednesday for some more spicy life after divorce fun. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode and be sure to subscribe, rate, and of course, review the podcast. And I want you to be part of this playful life after divorce community by following me on Instagram and Facebook at Sadie's Divorced and Happy. Be sure to also visit my website, divorcedandhappy.net to download Sadie's eight tips to happiness. And you'll also find all of my podcast episodes on my website as well. If you found value in today's episode, or if you've been listening to the podcast for some time now, consider being an official sponsor. Just email contact at divorcedandhappy.net to learn more about this tasty opportunity. And speaking of tasty, you can also treat me to a cup of coffee. It's simple. Just visit buymeacoffee.com dot com backslash Sadie Marie and you can buy me a cup or two online and I thank you in advance for your support. Again, I'm your host Sadie Marie and I look forward to connecting with you on the next spicy episode. Until then, be sure to treat yourself to some delicious act two fun.